running away from problems, life alone after 50, doubt and faith at the same time? It's all on the Rhyme and Reason podcast, episode 165. to the Rhyme and Reason podcast, and it is episode 165, getting on up there. Boy, not too far away from 200. That's a pretty big milestone. I'm looking forward to that, and Lord willing, in the creek don't rise, we'll get there. And uh, I uh, want to thank you for being there today. I hope you're having a great day wherever you are, whatever day this is that you're listening to it. As I'm recording it, it's in uh, the first third of May in 2017. And uh, it's been beautiful weather here at the, in the shadow of the Rocky Mountains, in the shadow of Pikes Peak, also known as America's Mountain. Um, I'm just going to get right into it today because I got three topics I want to share with you. And uh, they're kind of connected. And I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to throw in a little song today. So um, let's just get right to it. Uh, you, you notice the first topic I talked about was running away from problems. Now, I know from first-hand experience, how tempting it is to consider running away from problems, but uh, I want you to know that I've been guilty of it, okay? I'll bet you have too, right? But what happened when you did that? Did the problems go away? Because I can tell you mine sure didn't. The only thing that helped or probably can ever do any good when you're faced with life challenges is just to stand and face them. For most of my life, I've had a a place I could go when I needed to drown out the world. And that was music. When I was 22, I bought a piano. And uh, I'm not talking about an electronic keyboard. I have one of those now. And I've gone through quite a few of those, actually. But I had an actual upright piano. It was what's known as a Rudolph Aeolian upright. And when I got it, man, I can remember I was ecstatic. And uh, I think if I remember correctly, it cost me about four or $500, which at the time was a lot of money to me. And I uh, discovered the piano in a downstairs section of a used piano shop in Kansas City, Missouri, downtown Kansas City. And I made arrangements with the owner for him to uh, keep it and deliver it once I had it paid off. After a few months of applying all my extra so-called extra income, it took me a while, I did pay it off, and I had it promptly delivered to my little trailer home that I rented for $75 a month in a little rural Kansas town. I won't say which town that is. Maybe I'll talk about it sometime. But I lived in this little trailer that was, at that time, probably already about, oh gosh, it was probably a good 30-year-old trailer but it looked like it was 50 or 60 years old, but I got it for 75 bucks a month. So, you know, what do you expect? And I remember I shared it with uh, some critters. I'll put it that way. <laughs> it was it was quite an experience. It was uh, one of those kind that's metal. So when it's hot in the summertime, it's really hot inside there. It had a, a window unit air conditioner at one end of it, and you turn that on full blast, and at the other end of it, you might almost feel it. 
But uh, anyway, let me get back to it. So what does all that have to do with running away from problems, right? I'm glad you asked because, well, because the point is once I had my very own piano in my very own place, I had my very own escape route. And I could make my escape anytime the world and its problems started closing in too much. And thankfully, that wasn't often the case. And thankfully, most of the time, I just wanted to play and get better and write songs. And, uh, and I did. I wrote hundreds of songs. Like I said, music was my place. But a place isn't the answer to life's problems. If you're running away from problems and thinking there must be a place where you'll be safe, you're going to be disappointed every time. No place is safe from the trouble of this world. And even if you found yourself on a deserted island, you'd have, um, you'd have to deal with your own thoughts in your own head. And despite what you might think, to the contrary, having only your thoughts to deal with, um, that wouldn't be paradise. Now, instead of a place, you need a person. The person, Jesus. The first person of the resurrection. The one who spoke words and the whole universe exploded into existence. Here's something to ponder as you face life today. You were once, think about this, you were once a thought inside the mind of God. Chew on that for a second, okay? If you're considering running away from problems, just remember, you were a thought inside the mind of God. And if God created you, where do you think you can go where he won't be able to see you? No place. The good news is, He only wants to love you and give you eternal life. You know, no big deal, right? It's a big deal. But he doesn't want you to face life alone. So if the day seems too much to bear, turn to your creator. And he is your creator. Even if you're listening to me and you don't believe in him, he created you too. And he's waiting for you to come back to him. Just don't do like I did in these words that I'm going to share with you when I wrote way back then. Um, Some lyrics that never went anywhere, but it's called Play Sweet Piano. To lie is such a foolish thing, but I still do. I try too hard to find a way to make it true. I'll try to stand on the ocean, if you will. Let's take a look at the sky. I'll try to be as calm as I can be, and there'll never be clouds in our eyes. To laugh is such an easy thing, so why can't I? My face is strong, but that's to hide my empty lie. Play, sweet piano, and lose me inside you. I know you'll do that for me. Let's take a journey. We'll fly, and we won't come back. We'll live in a sweet melody. But, you know, even a melody is not a place you can go to run away from your problems. Now, I had a I had a place. It was my piano. It was my music. That's where I could go when I was feeling a certain way. And um, I I can't think that I was really lonely back then because I was playing music and enjoying enjoying it. I mean, every day. But, you know, sometimes you can feel alone um, even when you're doing things you love. And I was noticing online, I was reading a bunch of stuff where people talking about how lonely they were when they were finding themselves living alone after 50, after the age of 50. Well, if you find yourself in that uh, situation, 
I'd like to share uh, a few things with you. And in America, for a few decades, many people have chosen careers and thrills over marriage. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with staying single, don't get me wrong, but let me say that right up front, as long as you're living a life full of honorable pursuits and serving your fellow man and keeping your focus off sexual urges, you can live a full, happy, healthy life. Now, those are difficult criteria to maintain over the long haul. I don't know that many guys who can do it. Maybe, I'm sure there are plenty of them, but probably more women could do it than men. But if you're up to it, life alone after 50 could be awesome. I don't deny that. Um, I personally have never met anyone who could do it alone and be happy. I know some who are doing it alone, but they're not happy. Is that you? Did I describe you? Well, if you find yourself, for whatever reasons, living alone in your middle to senior years, let's say, I have a couple of things I'd like to help you avoid because I'm confident you'll be happier when you do. First, avoid a lack of focus. When you become reactive instead of proactive, you can quickly become at best a gossip and at worst a vegetable. And what I'm talking about is avoiding the temptation to just simply kick your heels up on the coffee table at the end of each day and watch TV. You'll, doing that, tend to become a parrot. And parents aren't exactly thought leaders. <laughs> I don't think I have to convince you of that. So the next, to, uh, the next thing to avoid in your life alone after 50 is selfishness. Uh-huh. That's kind of a tough one, huh? And it can be a constant battle for anyone not to be selfish, but let alone anyone over 50. Um, just try to avoid the tendency to be selfish when you really pay attention. I mean, we humans are born into a selfish nature, and it's not natural to be unselfish. It doesn't just come naturally to you. In fact, it's basically impossible to be anything but selfish unless you get supernatural help. And you can get supernatural help, but you got to ask for it. No one bops you on the head with a magic wand and endows you with selflessness. you got to ask God to help you. And when you do, you know what? He will. Pretty simple, right? When you focus on serving others and asking God to help you be unselfish, you can avoid the void that haunts so many people in the world. Are you over 50? Or even 40? 60? Are you lonely or unfocused? Are you drifting? Whatever age, it doesn't matter. If you're living alone, you can follow those two simple steps I just shared with you, and you can avoid the void. But if you still doubt it, mm, that leads me into the next part. You know, if you're a Christian and you have faith, do you think doubt can still enter your mind? Well, I can tell you that doubt and faith are mutually exclusive, but even if you're a Christian, I'll bet you've experienced doubt and faith at the same time. It's okay to admit it because it's part of your human flaws. Yes, I said it, you have flaws. Everybody does. And those flaws can let doubt seep into your mind and affect your day, your decisions, and even your dreams, even though you've expressed a true faith in the one who made you. Now, I'm not talking about the skepticism kind of doubt. I mean the doubt you have in yourself or your future. 
Why do you suppose that kind of uncertainty or insecurity creeps into your life? Could it be something you're doing? Maybe something you're not doing? Well, I have a couple of points on that I'd like to share with you too. First, I know it's not an unforgivable sin to have trepidation in your life, but it can grow when you focus on it instead of the solution. And second, doubt and faith are talked about a lot in the Bible. Doubt is often referred to as fear or a lack of courage or unbelief. In whatever way it's presented, the solution is always presented as faith. God wants you to have courage. He wants you to be powerful and loving. And He gives you the tool to get the job done. You know what that tool is? His Word. His Word is also called the Sword of the Spirit. That's found in the Bible. It's not a visible sword made of brass, iron, or steel. It's invisible. And yet, it's sharp enough to, quote, divide soul and spirit, unquote. That's in the Bible, too. Whoa. You wouldn't think that was even possible, would you? Dividing the soul and spirit? That seems like a couple of things that nothing could actually even touch, but God's Word can actually divide those. Okay, what does it all mean, right? Why am I talking about it? I just want you to know that if you find yourself bouncing back and forth between doubt and faith, it means you're doing something wrong. Not evil, but wrong. You know what it is? You're trusting in yourself. You're leaning on your own limited understanding, and you're not trusting in the Lord with all your heart. That's a a phrase taken from one of the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You can have success in your life without trusting in the Lord. A lot of people do. They're... uh, (laughs) They're all over America and all over the world. But what profits will you enjoy if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? Let me tell you a couple of things that sound pretty harsh. That most millionaires and billionaires go to hell. Yikes. Okay, well, I'm not picking on wealthy people because most poor people are going to hell, too. <laughs> oh, Mo, Tony, stop it. Well, the point is most People are not going to heaven. And it's for one stupid reason. You know what it is? They choose not to go. If you have any doubt where you'll go if you die today, I suggest putting your faith in Jesus. Without Him, the most you'll ever be able to do is make a series of false moves. That leads me right into these words. I seem to make so many false moves. So many have misunderstood. I guess I must expect the worst results, and I'd deal with them if I could. False moves like shadows fall behind. You might go look for them, but they're difficult to find. False moves like liquor bring a sense of doubt. So hard to live with and so easy to live without. I always seem to see the empty spots and fill them up with simple words. But when I think I've got the right idea, it disappears like autumn birds. I sit and dream of traveling so far, and then I end up standing still. Part of me says that I will make it. Part of me says I never will. False moves. 
False moves are another way of saying doubt. And as I mentioned before, doubt and faith are mutually exclusive. You may be battling with doubt, but if you are, go back to your faith. And faith in the one who has enough faith for all of us. And that would be Jesus. And that brings to an end episode 165 of the Rhyme and Reason podcast. And as always, I want to thank you so much for listening. And uh, I always like to mention where you can connect with me. I'd like you to share the rhymes and reasons that I share with you. Please share them with your friends and family. And and let's stay connected in every way we can, okay? We, uh, We need each other. So you can join my Rhyme and Reason Club on my website, TonyFunderberg.com. When you do, you'll get free music and a book for little kids. And you can discover my other eBooks on Amazon.com or Smashwords.com. You can, a great thing you could do is subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and leave me a, a 20-star review, even though they get only to five. Um, you could connect with me on uh, the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. Not sure if Google Play has a place where you can do a review. They probably do, but I haven't looked into that. I should. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn, where the uh, that's the professional uh, network where I do other things. And you can circle me on Google Plus. You can follow me on Twitter. Watch my videos on YouTube. Find me on Facebook, and then you'll see through uh, at the bottom of each of my posts and articles and pages on my website, uh, a bunch of other ways that you could share the, uh, the rhymes and reasons that I share with you each week. And uh, again, thank you so much for being there. I hope you have a great day, great week, great month, and most of all, a great life, knowing that it can be eternal. And until next time, this is Tony saying, may God bless you and keep you. Thank you.